0: Today, the CDC voted unanimously 15 to zero to add the COVID shot to children's immunization schedules. This is going to have huge repercussions for children all over the country, especially here in the state of Washington and other states like Washington that are just chomping at the bit, waiting to mandate these shots for school-aged kids. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Woman's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement in a very deep blue radical left state by electing conservative candidates, and by educating and empowering Washington state citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action to create change here in the state of Washington. You can learn more about our work, what we're doing, and how you can join us and get involved by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com, that's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And if you're not in the state of Washington, I've got exciting news. We are launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, in November. So stay tuned. I will have more details on that in the days and weeks ahead. You can find out, though, kind of what that's going to look like by looking at the Conservative Ladies of Washington website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. In my last episode, I told you that the CDC was going to be having a meeting on Wednesday, October 19th. That was yesterday. And on Tuesday, I gave you guys the information to make a comment about your thoughts on whether the COVID shots should or shouldn't be added to the children's immunization schedules. And 10s of 1000s of people commented to the CDC, I think at last look, it was like 90,000 people, which isn't really a lot, but I'm guessing that it is substantially more than what they usually get. They usually probably get just a drop in the bucket. So this was probably significant in terms of public comment. And they had a meeting yesterday. And I believe that meeting did carry over to today. And yesterday afternoon, it was around 3pm Eastern time, they took a vote on an issue with related to the vaccine, but it wasn't uh, regarding adding it to the immunization schedule. This piece of it was to give funding to children and families so that they could go get the COVID shot. It would make the COVID shot free to children, essentially, and so that was a a unanimous fifteen to zero vote, and people got really excited when that vote went out and Twitter and Facebook and all the social media was all abuzz with, oh my gosh, they've gone and done it. They've approved the adding the vaccine to, uh, to the immunization schedule. And that wasn't indeed the, the fact, although we knew that it would be inevitable when they did vote on the adding it to the schedule, we knew that they would vote yes, but that wasn't what happened yesterday. So a lot of people got, um, kind of stirred up early Um, and I think you know one of the things I think about is that we are very reactive about these things and I don't think that that's uncalled for I think that we have a little bit of trauma about all of these mandates and these things that they've been pushing through on us for now the past three years and so I think it's very predictable and expected that people are on high alert and highly reactive to these kinds of decisions and we don't always get all the information and details before we push it out on social media or publicly. Uh, so that's kind of what happened here and a lot of um, I hate to use this word but it's correct in this instance a lot of misinformation went out yesterday when in fact the vote to add the shot to the schedule didn't happen until today thursday october 20th and people were all up in arms because the comment period extended through october 20th and they were voting on october 19th now i wouldn't put it past them to have voted on it yesterday but in reality that's not what happened they really don't aren't going to take our public comments into account anyway it's just a matter of we have to speak up We cannot be silent and we have to be on record for having spoken up and spoken out against this. Now, the big problem with this, well, there's several problems with this. Where do we start? Uh, But, you know, you have the government now wanting to add these to the schedule, which means in states like mine, like Washington, the Washington State Board of Health last spring had a committee that was uh, reviewing whether or not to add this to the school. Uh, required school vaccines and there was enough pressure from parents and citizens speaking out against this that they didn't pass it. I think it was just like a one vote that kept it from passing so it was a really slim margin there and you have committees like Washington's that they're just waiting for an excuse to add it. So now that the CDC has added it to the immunization schedule the Washington State Board of Health will more than likely add it to the school schedule for these kiddos as well, which could mean that these kids, if they don't get it, they won't be able to participate in school sports, or they won't be able to go to government schools. So I think what you're going to see in uh, these leftist states that are going to do this is you're going to see a mass exodus from government schools. If they do in fact make it a requirement to have this to attend government school and They will likely have to provide an exemption, as there are for the other immunizations, but I'm wondering how many parents are willing to uh, go through that exemption process. I'm wondering how many parents this will be the final straw for them, and they will finally pull their kid out of the government school and either homeschool, private school, or find some other means to educate their child. I think we're going to see a mass exodus, and I sure hope so. My favorite person to follow for the immunization stuff and and the the COVID quote vaccine is Congressman Thomas Massey from Kentucky. And he tweeted this morning that the ACIP, the committee, the CDC committee that just voted 15 to zero to add COVID jabs to the 2023 childhood immunization schedule. This will precipitate C-19 vax mandates to attend schools and play sports in many states has an EUA shot with so many serious recorded side effects ever been added to this list before. So EUA is emergency use use authorization. It hasn't even been FDA approved, and they're adding it to the immunization schedule. And as we know, there are many risks to children who get the vaccine. It's a It's got a high rate of risk and side effects. And uh, I've heard from a lot of parents that after the second dose of the mRNA injection that the kids are getting really sick and having to miss school and things like that. One of the um, links that Congressman Massey posted um, in addition to CDC, um, this is... Information from CDC and data to inform pediatric booster recommendations. Uh, and they say the rates of myocarditis after primary series in children ages 5 to 11 years old is considerably lower. Than rates in adolescents so because the kids 5 to 11 have a lower rate of myocarditis than the 12 to 15 year olds that should be considered a benefit i'm serious you guys this is on their list of why it's a benefit i will include this in the show notes so you can see it for yourself he also posts a chart um, about the VARES reporting on um the, the second dose and the first dose, and it's broken up in age group and by male and female, and the male um, group is significantly at higher risk than the females. So this is something that as a parent, if you're looking at this, this is not something that you are probably going to choose for your kids. I know most of my friends and the people in my circle um, are not uh, giving this shot to their kid for a number of reasons. And Primarily, I mean, it doesn't work. We know that it doesn't work. It's been proven that it doesn't work. Um, And so this is just a huge overstep um, by the government once again and trying to have control over our kids. Now, here in Washington, and a lot of states are also like this with teenage kids who can go and make their own uh, medical decisions. So in Washington, for immunizations, including COVID-19, they do not need um, consent from an adult to get um, vaccines. So 13 years or older, if you're in the state of Washington, you can go get yourself a COVID shot. And what's really unfortunate about this, as we know, parents have been there every step of the way with their kids from birth in the, you know, for the most case, unless you're an adoptive parent or some extenuating circumstances. Most of us have been with our kids since birth, and we know you know, our children's health history. And so that's why it's really unfortunate that you have states like Washington who are cutting parents out of the equation and you have providers who are making medical decisions, allowing children to make medical decisions when neither the child nor the provider necessarily has all of the child's medical history. Because I can tell you that my kids who are teenagers don't even know all of their medical history because they just haven't been keeping notes when they go to the doctor. They don't take down all the notes. And they don't know what medications they've had and their reactions throughout their lives. So this is one of the reasons why it's really uh, destructive for children to have their parents cut out of the mix, because the parents are the ones who know these things. And I, I feel like it's just so irresponsible of law mi- of lawmakers and medical providers to be doing this to minor children without parental consent. So that's one thing. If you're a parent in a blue state where this is allowed for teenagers please be very careful please have conversations with your kids one of the things that we have seen happen in schools around the country i believe there was an instance in california and maybe in one of the states on the east coast there was a teenager who was given a covid shot at the school and i believe it was the california situation where the child was bribed with pizza if he got a COVID shot. And so parents need to be having conversations with their teenage kids about what's going on in schools. I don't know where this is happening, but it's always better to have your kid be prepared and have that open dialogue with your child so that they know they can talk to you about it. And if this is something that were to come up at their school where a shot is offered to them that they know to contact you or to refuse without your consent. And I think if the CDC has now added this to the schedule and we're going to see state boards of health that will add this to the schedule as well and start mandating this for children, we're going to see this be pushed into the schools once again as it was, uh, gosh, I don't know, was it about a year ago? So that's something to be on the lookout for, for sure. Charlie Kirk tweeted today that there are 24 states with a Republican governor and a Republican legislature, which means that by next week, there should be at least 24 states that very publicly refuse to follow the CDC's politically motivated vax schedule. This brings up a really interesting point with the election just a couple of weeks away on November 8th. You should be asking candidates, do you support mandating COVID shots for children? And if you do not, are you prepared to fight back and push through legislation that would make it illegal for our state to have a COVID shot on the child immunization or mandate it for them to go to school or participate in sports. This should be an easy yes or no question for people. And if you're voting for a Republican who can't answer, yes, I'm willing to fight for you, I'm willing to legislate against mandating the COVID shots for kids, then they really don't deserve your vote. I mean, if it's between a Republican that is a squishy, moderate, Uh, establishment kind of rhino person or a very radical far left evil democrat then obviously you're going to pick the republican and yes you should pick the republican because if you don't pick and the evil person gets in then you have no one to blame but yourself we have to all take responsibility and vote for the lesser of two evils even when we don't have a good choice but this is something with the election coming up we should be um following very closely and we should be demanding that candidates give a very clear answer about what they will do. Joe Kent, who I talk about quite frequently, um, is running for Congress here in Washington's third district. And he tweeted today, protecting our kids is on the ballot in November. Congress has the power to stop this via control of the budget. In Congress, I will do everything I can to ensure that COVID vaccines are not forced on our kids. And I retweeted that. And I said, if they won't protect your children from mandated shots, they don't deserve your vote. Um, But again, like I said, if it's between a squishy Republican and a radical left Democrat, you know what you have to do. As you probably know, if you've been listening to my last few episodes, my husband and I purchased a home in Florida. And so we are looking to, well, we are leaving the state of Washington uh, here in the near future. And as I saw this News come out today as I saw this vote come out in real time between yesterday and today. I really felt a sense of relief for my family, for my children, that we are getting out of a state that will not allow us to be parents and to make the decisions for our children and for our family and to take our children to a place where they have freedom from being, you know, kind of pawns of the government. And I, I, while I love Washington State, and I think it's important that we continue to fight for Washington State, I also don't think it's good to leave our kids in the line of fire. And Washington is a dangerous place for children. And I've shared uh, a number of times the things that have happened to our family and our children here in the state of Washington. And my family's not the only family that this has happened to. This is happening to so many families. And Every time I share something uh, about our story, I have people contact me and tell me that this has happened to them too. Or I've had mothers and fathers contact me whose children are in mental hospitals in the state of Washington and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to help. And it's really important to know what time it is and to see what is going on. And if you have young children, it's important To get them out of the line of fire, I'm not saying you have to pick up and leave Washington, but maybe this is the time to get them out of the government schools. Maybe it is time to look at leaving Washington state. I have hopes that Republicans will pick up enough seats to have a majority here in Washington state in the next year, Um, that would be amazing. And we're starting to see some momentum going on uh, around the country that looks like we may actually have a red wave after all. And I certainly pray for that. That would be the best thing that could happen. But honestly, as I saw this come out and Ron DeSantis had passed a law mm, I'm not sure if it was this year or last year, but he has already passed a law that makes it illegal to add these uh, shots to the immunization schedule for kids. So the kids in Florida, the parents in Florida aren't having to worry about that. And that's where, you know, with Charlie Kirk saying that there are 24 states with Republican governors and Republican led state legislatures where, they can legislate against this. They can make sure that this doesn't happen uh, to children in their state and to families in their state. And that's really something that's important to be looking at right now for your family. And in a state like Washington, they really do not want to allow parents to be able to make decisions for their kids. It's not just on these shots. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more where the state has complete control of your children and it is all 100% within the law. So I encourage you to pray about these things and talk to your spouse about these things because we have to we have to change these laws the first thing we have to do is change these laws and that's going to take some time so if you have little children who are going to be impacted by this really start praying about it and think about how to best protect them and for sure if you are staying in washington Keep the lines of communication open with your kids. Let your kids know what's going on and why it's not in their best interest. And so that way they can keep communicating with you and making sure that their providers communicate with you also. Uh, So those are some things to think about. I know that these are heavy things, and I hope that for people who are in states like Washington, uh, like myself currently, that you will see that this is going on and you're finally tired of it enough that you're going to start speaking out. You're going to start making some noise about this. You're going to rally your friends. I was talking with one of my friends earlier, and I said, you know, if we can get enough parents ticked off about what is going on. And if we could get them to show up and testify in some of the legislative hearings, it would be such a huge impact on what's going on in our state legislature. We could actually change what's going on if parents are Pissed off enough that they are motivated to take the time to speak up and act for change. I think that it's possible to be done. We just have to be motivated to take action and to not back down until we get the end result that we want, which is really to be able to have our freedom and to protect our family and to make the right decisions for our children. I really encourage you to get involved. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, uh, I try to send out information and calls to action when there's something like this going on. Uh, we sent out an email blast on Tuesday. It's also all over social media. So if you go to conservativeladiesofwa.com, you can sign up for our newsletter there. You should get a pop-up when you enter the site. Otherwise, I think there's a button that you can click to sign up for the newsletter. And I will drop that uh, link in the show notes so you can go sign up for that. We don't send a ton of emails. Well, during the legislative session, we send quite a few because there's so much action that needs to be taken. And we have the election coming up. So we'll be sending out some voter emails and if you're not in the state of Washington, those those uh, vote emails will be specific to the state of Washington, but just kind of you know bypass those and just wait for, uh, there's so much other information that we do send out that's pertinent to around the country and maybe you've moved out of Washington, but to know about some of these issues, to give you a heads up to start looking in your state because like I always say, just because you leave Washington and go to what I call a safe state, doesn't mean we get to sit back and chill we need to get involved and protect and defend the state that we're in so if you have moved to a red state please don't just sit back please step up and get involved and learn about what's going on because I guarantee you there are radical leftists in your state that are trying to change things and if you don't stand up and defend it and stop it they will be successful So I'm going to leave it there for today. A bunch of links in the show notes. Go check those out. Please share this episode. Alert your friends. We've got to let people know what's going on. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time.